Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hey there, friends. This is Megan Hillica. I am so excited to be here with you today. I am just so full of gratitude of what I get to do and how I get to help and really serve you through this podcast and through all the work that I do. It is like, it's so amazing. And and it's the first time in my life that I've really learned that you can love your work. You can love what you do. You can like it doesn't even feel like work because it's so fun because it's so it's not fun in the terms of like I'm dealing with grief and trauma and pain and sadness and suffering and really hard things but it's so amazing to see how much the things that I can share and teach and help and how they can help other people and it just it is just so amazing and really using my story and my experience to help others. So thank you for being here. I am so grateful that you are taking the time to listen today. It just boggles my mind still. Um, I think it's hard anytime you're doing something to wrap your head around that other people um, are getting benefited and served by it. And if you are, if you could share it with a friend, somebody who needs this podcast, needs these episodes, just share it with other people. You could share on Instagram and take me. I just love to connect with you and hear from you and really get this podcast out to more people. So without further ado, let's dive into what we're going to talk about today, um, which is kind of like shame cycle. So sometimes it's hard to say things that need to be said um, for me because I know that the other person is going to go through the shame cycle. So I guess I can't completely know it um, because I can't ever know for sure what somebody else is going to do. But I assume because I know exactly what this feels like. I've been there many times and I know exactly what it's like to hear something and immediately notice how I'm not doing those things in my life and how bad of a mother I am and start beating myself up. And then I want to crawl into a deep, dark hole and never come out. And if someone else is doing it a certain way, then I start to wonder, maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe I'm bad. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I need to do it differently. And I have been trying to decide what this episode is exactly about. So it's kind of been a little bit challenging trying to figure out, like, it's kind of about how you talk to yourself, but also, it's about shame cycles and spirals. So I want to give you an example. So I share about generational trauma and how the trauma that we have in our lives does affect our children. How if we talk about, you know, our kids sense anxiety that maybe you are living with or how trauma can be passed down through the generations and you can pass it down to your kids 
I talk about that subject and then notice if you immediately go into a shame spiral, judging yourself, judging what you're doing, judging how you're doing, judging everything you've ever done, hating yourself, hating that you're quote unquote harming your children. And this is the shame spiral that I'm I'm kind of talking about in how it can be really hard to talk about these things that are important to talk about that they do like these, the way we show up and the way we are and the way, you know, we have trauma on all these layers, they do affect our kids. And it's just, okay, so if we can take a step back and, and step out of that shame spiral, we can be more um, open to like, okay, hey, what is possible? What can I do? What, what am I doing right? And good and how can I look forward to finding um, hope and change I want to help you stop doing that shame spiral as much as possible to notice something that can um, like not be your best thing and not immediately go into shame or judging spiral but instead taking a beat and getting curious and I'll share more about that later like okay how can you even begin to do that um, but I want to give you a description of the shame spike, uh, shame cycle um, from Psych Central. So it says self-destructive behaviors often are an attempt to regulate overpowering painful feelings, but lead to more shame, propelling the self-destructive cycle. Secrecy, silence, and out-of-control behaviors fuel shame. Shame makes people want to hide and disappear reinforcing shame so as humans we want to connect to know that we're doing things correctly and if we are doing something different than others it's easy to start to judge our ourselves or shame ourselves it's amazing how quickly we can go from feeling connected to feeling alone and almost shrinking inside of ourselves so i want to share a few stories about my own life where this shame cycle was present and how as I've become more aware of it, I might go through it, but I don't stay in it. It's pretty rare that I do. So I also want to know how deep this shame runs and how destructive it is in your life and how for me, this has been a work in progress over many years using all the tools that I um, teach and share. Um, so notice how this shame spiral, this shame, how it can create horrific pain depression, anxiety, and a cycle where you cannot seem to get off the kind of hamster wheel with it. So one of my stories, um, one time on Instagram, someone shared about how they're raising their child um, and they were sharing how they were spending hours doing breath work with them. So up with their child in the night, helping her calm down and get back to bed by doing all these soft and loving things breath work and really just sitting with them and feeling their emotions and all this stuff. And I immediately went into a shame cycle. I was thinking in my mind how I would love it if I was more like that, but I'm not. I'm not very happy in the middle of the night. I have a hard time bringing myself to do all the gentle and loving things. I'm just so darn tired. I want to sleep and I want everyone else around me to sleep. And watching her share, instead of like what what I where I want to be is like oh that's so cool that she does that but instead every time somebody shares we start to judge ourselves instead of being like that's cool you know that's amazing that she does that with her family we start to judge 
why am I not doing that? What's wrong with me? Um, I was judging myself that I don't spend enough time helping my kids process their emotions, doing breath work with them and sitting with them as they work through tough things. How quickly I noticed that I was doing like everything wrong and I latched onto that instead of knowing that um, maybe some of those things aren't my strength and that's okay and I can keep working on it. But I can also notice where I am showing up as the mother that I want to be. And I can notice that I do help my kids emotionally. It just might look different than the way that she is doing it. So her life situation is different than mine. And I don't actually need to compare that. I don't have to start to you know judge myself on her life versus my life. So it's it's when you can catch that shame spiral and notice what you're actually doing. So another story, I was with family members over Father's Day and Justin and I, we have always treated each other on Mother's and Father's Day, that the other person does nothing on their day. For us, it's a special day to just show each other that we appreciate them. We appreciate that they're the father and mother of our children, that we love them and that we want them to relax. So that's kind of how I was approaching the day. I was going to do everything for Justin, make his breakfast, coffees, everything, you know, whatever. But the rest of the ladies in the group, they're discussing how they don't really care about the day, how they don't do anything special. They definitely aren't going to be doing everything that day. For them as a couple, it doesn't really matter. And the thing is, we all get to do our own thing in our own way. But as I was part of a bigger group where I was the only one who thought a certain way, I immediately started to feel so alone, even though I was with family and really good friends. And it showed me how quickly we can disconnect and feel separate when we aren't able to agree and connect over something. This may just be a human instinct, but also I noticed how I immediately started to wonder if the way that I was doing it was wrong or if I should be doing it a different way and thus started the shame cycle. So my throat gets tight. I want to disappear. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to be there. I just, oh, it's just like, I think, I think probably most of you have felt shame and it's just not a fun emotion to feel. Um, so one other story that I want to share about shame cycle. So I have been um, very self-conscious about my eating, my weight, and food. And anytime someone said that they are not eating different foods, it would trigger me to feel horrible about myself. This had nothing to do with them doing their own life. It had nothing to do with you know them choosing to eat certain foods. But it was all about how I was thinking about myself and how I judged myself for not eating that way for not being able to be that way, for not being skinny. I just immediately went into a shame spiral. And usually this shame spiral didn't inspire me to eat better or take better care of myself. It was full of judgment, shame, and horrific ways I talked to myself. So what all this shame does is it shoves the problem down deeper rather than taking it out and looking at it with compassion. When you shove it down, try to hide it, keep it a secret, ignore it, it actually gets bigger and bigger and starts to weigh heavily on your life. When you take it out and talk about it, look at it with compassion, that's where you actually can make changes. So Brene Brown, one of the people that I first learned about shame and judgment and how harshly we talk to ourselves, 
On a side note, my therapist told me to read the book, The Gifts of Imperfection, because of how horrible I was treating myself. And for me, it was a game changer because I actually never even realized how I was talking to myself until I started to pay attention to that. Um, Not only because that's where I first learned about where that if you numb the painful emotions, you're also numbing the joy that you (laughs) don't get to choose. You can't act, you know, selectively numb your emotions, but also paying attention to the voice of shame and judgment that I have inside of my head. So back to Brene Brown, she has three steps to helping um, yourself when you are in a shame spiral. So the first step is to talk to yourself the way you would to someone else, to your friend, to your child. Notice how much more empathy you have for others, but not for yourself. This is so powerful because so often we do not talk to ourselves like we would talk to anyone else. We don't give ourselves the compassion that we would give other people. We don't give ourselves the empathy. We don't give ourselves grace like we would other people. We hold ourselves to a much higher standard than we do anyone else. And it's just, it's like we are putting that on ourselves. Um, The second step, she says, is to reach out to someone you trust to share about it. And the third step is to share your story. That it's terrifying to share your story the first time. And maybe it's just with one person. But from there, you might be more comfortable to share it. And when people share their stories, that's when other people have the courage to share theirs. To let others know that they're not alone and they don't need to live in shame forever. One other thing Brene says is secrecy, silence, and judgment. Those are the three things that shame needs to grow exponentially in our lives. The antidote to shame is empathy. Shame cannot survive being spoken and being met with empathy. So really like taking it out of the darkness, talking about it, processing it in a safe space. Um, So when you do want to work through this and talk about it, find someone you trust to share it with. And sometimes it's just becoming aware of your shame cycle and that this is something that happens to all of us. It's not because you are worse human or horrible or because there actually is something broken or wrong with you. Um, For me, underneath all the shame cycle is noticing that my lens in which I look through the world is that I'm not enough, that everything I do is wrong, I can never do it right or good enough, and I always mess up. So that's my lens. Um, That's kind of the way that I look at the world with it's something I talk about in the Life After Child Loss program is the lens in which you look through the world. Um, But from starting from there, I began to have more compassion with myself. So beginning to allow myself to be exactly where I'm at and meeting myself with compassion. Sometimes I've needed others to speak that into my life and sometimes I'm able to do it for myself. But my prayer for you is that you can begin to notice these shame spirals and notice that they're optional, that you can choose to spin in it or decide that you don't want to talk to yourself that way. Or If you need to, you feel the emotion all the way through first. It is not a fun experience and I don't know if we'll ever complete, we can ever completely get away from feeling shame spirals and cycles, but so often we are spinning in this cycle for absolutely no reason. Like it's actually not a true experience that is real. I I don't know how to describe that in that we are creating this in ourselves. Um, It's actually not something that you need to be ashamed about or that you, you have done wrong. It's just something we are creating 
in our lives and our minds. So start to notice um, if you have a shame spiral and <laughs> the thing to not do is to shame your shame spiral. It's just getting curious, noticing it, um, meeting it with compassion, like, whoa, what's going on here? That's interesting. Look at me doing this again, like that kind of stuff. When you can do that, it can open up so much more for you. So I hope that you'll start to talk to yourself with a little bit more compassion and love and start to notice your shame spirals and cycles and notice that it's optional. So thank you again for listening. Um, take me in Instagram at Cultivated Family. I'd love to hear from you um, and share it with a friend. Take care. Bye-bye. If you like this podcast and have found it helpful, I want to invite you to come check out Gravy Moms Haven. This is my monthly community for Gravy Moms where you can learn positive coping mechanisms, find a safe space with others who understand, and learn lifelong skills that support you as you learn how to carry this weight of grief in your life. There are group coaching calls where we do guided meditations, tapping meditations, breath work, and just talk, knowing that everyone in the group is also walking the path of child loss. You can come check out Gravy Moms Haven at www.gravymomshaven.com.